As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staple Show presented by Sling. I'm here, Ari's here, Nicole is here, it is time to pick the games against the spread guys and we got some we got some interesting numbers this week. I I was going down this list and and it was it was pretty fascinating. The the lines here Vegas does not have a ton of faith in TCU or USC this week. Who would have thought? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Look, did, did, I, I thought that the TCU performance against Texas might have given the the folks in in Vegas some faith, but apparently not. Yeah, listen, know, someone's man. someone's got to be a TCU hater. The selection committee is all in with the frogs now; they're in the top four. That's true. Someone's got to be providing that chip on the shoulder. Yeah, well, it's 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 there for sure. There's going to um, be a lot of chips going the other way on the bets too. Just I got I got news for you. I, I think that like. I read somewhere that 73% of the action uh, at the beginning of the week was on UCLA. And I, I wonder what it would be uh, on Baylor, but those lines aren't moving very much. Yeah, Ari, is, have you recovered it, from, from action no. the other night? Okay. Well, I did hit a action bet on Wednesday night that Ooh, cut that? into the, it was an under actually. It was the uh, mm, Kent State the snow game? Eastern Michigan under. No, I wasn't no, that the smart. Other one, the Cole the other one. Game. Yeah. It was a, the total was 60 and I think it finished at 55. So, you know, I, I, you know, I, that game on Tuesday was really gut wrenching and I'm actually thankful I was on the podcast because if I were at home alone, it would have been much worse. The baby would have woken up again. Uh, I would have screamed. <laughs> Britt and I would have gotten into a fight. You know, it just, I was here. Everyone's laughing at me and it kind of helped me just calm down was, a little bit. It was, it was tremendous content. Uh, Nicole, though, yes. I, I told Ari this morning, one of our commenters, Claire, in the live stream the other night said that Ari and I should start an OnlyFans. And and I'm not going to no. lie. We, we no. might have spent mm-hmm. the morning going over our potential OnlyFans business plan. And I think we figured it out. I think it's Ari loses at gambling, which is, is great content, obviously. And then his wife yells at him mm-hmm. for losing at gambling. Because uh, that's a why, fetish people why does, really are into. Why does Having that a beautiful be woman fans? yell at a man. Yeah, this could just uh, be. If you pay extra, you can watch her hide. This could just be on this hide. YouTube. 
You pay a little extra and you get to watch her kick me with high heels on. It's perfect. I think there's a market. I would for pay that. for that, but I, I think you could just do all of this on the Andy Staples I show have YouTube a feed. I don't question. see why this would need to be on OnlyFans. And I don't I don't want to act like I don't have an OnlyFans account and I never paid for <laughs> Yet. OnlyFans. Yet. But OnlyFans, the name, is it only for not safe for work adult entertainment or are to what if we just have fans that want to watch our podcast do, i think you could do anything it doesn't I think have to be very, sexual does it it's probably like patreon yeah i think you could just do anything what if we had a patreon like the solid verbal guys except we used only fans to host it i, I, I see no problem just, with that. why don't you just why don't you just put it on patreon at that point you can just put videos behind a paywall because I want people to think there's something. Behind, I mean, there's something sinister. About you want it to. Dirty. You want to say, "Find me on OnlyFans." Yeah, <laughs> dudes everywhere. Dudes everywhere. Ass well, juice. I, ba- basically, the the conversation <laughs> started with with me asking Ari if we created an OnlyFans called Dudes Everywhere. How disappointed would the people who would typically seek out an OnlyFans called Dudes Everywhere be? Everyone, a hundred percent of the on. people <laughs> who found that, who search engine, whatever the search function is in OnlyFans, everyone would be disappointed with you. It would just be in total disaster. But my point is, you're talking about things that already exist. You can just have a YouTube channel. You can just have an Instagram feed that has these things. And build a following. It doesn't have to be an OnlyFans. <laughs> Look at the which, comments and let's just move on from this. I can't do which, this anymore. Which, 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 which movie is it? Is it, is it the 40-year-old virgin or is it, uh, is it, is it uh, knocked up when they say, oh, so you're trying to create Mr. Skin? And they're yeah. like, what? Uh, yeah, it already like, exists? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Michael, we'll, we'll catch you off air. We'll just, you, uh, you know, we'll... Uh, you you people in the, in the chat know way too much about this. But I, we almost got actual video on this feed of my wife yelling at me after we reacted to Ari losing all that money because I made so much noise that she almost came in and screamed the me on the podcast. super hurtful about that was how much fun you guys were having too, knowing what was happening to me. That was, that was my favorite part. Like Sam Khan at the end of the movie or at the end of the clip was like, oh, my God, that was amazing. Like it was just a kid that just like got the thing he wanted for Christmas. Like, Sam, I'm in physical and emotional pain over here. You you made his day, week, month, year. That should bring you joy as well. It was amazing. You got to root with the boy, Sam. Come on. You're on my side of things here. No, we were very much on the side of the guy breaking tackles. Yeah, and also just That's in general, like if you're gonna bet on Maxion, you really have no idea how that is ever gonna go. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna feel bad for you. You know the risk. Yeah. yeah. So, like exactly. Let's let's take Wednesday night for example. Last week, Bert Emanuel Jr. bursts on the scene for Western or for Central Michigan. He gains like 280 yards on the ground. He broke a big one last night too, but it was in like two feet of snow, so there were not going to be that many big runs. But are you two the types of people who would go to dinner with me to a sports bar, know that I have action on a game, and then like get excited when the other side does something good? I would I would get excited for both things. I would get excited for your dreams getting crushed and your dreams getting Because in my friend group, you get your ass kicked doing something like that. I, I think it would depend on <laughs> But I but I think it right would now. it would depend it would depend on the circumstance because like I know I have friends who will sometimes bet against their team just so that like if they are right then they make money even though their team lost. And then if they're wrong, they're happy because the team won. So like they're trying to have a win-win both Ooh. ways. I said it backwards. 
Right. Yeah. But I just like everybody rides together with my friend. So they're group. they're hedging their emotions essentially. They're with hedging, their money. hedging their emotions, if not money. And then also, I think it would depend on my personal rooting interest in the game that you had, or if you were rooting for like a specific, um, a specific spread or like we always do the Iowa total, right? And we go over yes. under. Like and I will we'll root for today. that with you. I mm-hmm. will root for something like it's just very simple. Quirky. The group chat's like name is bets. called Ride. Uh, ride with your friends is what it's called because everybody rides Aww. the same side. Isn't that cute? So you, yeah, do you all I mean, bet the same yeah. on a game so that you're all rooting together? There have been times okay. where I don't bet the other side of something that I like because I don't want to root against my friend. Well, you, you guys are really too good of friends. Of like, yeah. I, you, do, do you guys not bust each other's chops? Like, I mean, we do. If somebody loses and it costs everybody money, I mean, it's a it's oh. a male so, uh, yes. group chat. But like, so, I don't. Yeah, no, but, there's but no asshole on, in our group chat. That's, that's like the thing you just yes, said we can't suck. do. After yeah. it's over, but while it's happening, we're all on the same side. It sounds like they were celebrating to to after with, it happened as well. I don't want to go to dinner with somebody <laughs> if I'm on if I'm on a side and then the other team scores and they go yes, haha. Like that would be awful. No, I reserve the right to bust your balls at any time. Like yes. there there's no there should be no moratorium on ball busting like during all the game. of these like, I just all of these any time all of these conversations just remind me what a what a poignant observation it was from college football playoff executive director Bill Hancock calling you a degenerate <laughs> and breaking like a Twitter hiatus to respond to you about your betting Really just remarkable. I mean, like he, you know, he he just, he he figured out who you were so quickly and he just nailed it. Yeah. I mean, I don't hide it. It's kind of out there, uh, but. You were you know, at first, at first you were offended by it, but then now you've embraced it. I, I was just kind of blindsided by it. But now I, I now that I kind of get to know him a little bit better, he's just, that's the kind of guy he is. He was kidding with me. Okay. But yeah. So we say that, but it's not true. Like. No, they don't look at point spreads. Yes, they clearly look at the same advanced rankings that casinos use to make the line. And every single time you make an argument clearly. about the playoff of like, clearly who do you think would do. win? Who would win in a head-to-head matchup? Who do you think would win? That's literally looking ahead when no, you're not you're, supposed you're, to. You're, you're exactly right. Clearly they do. Like Where Texas was ranked before they lost to TCU, where Notre Dame is ranked, it, it, it's it's almost like the ass clown rankings. Like, Wait, clearly. I, I have a... I have, I have a question. Um, one okay. of the comments that we're getting in our, our YouTube right now is, have you ever been on a team, like a team sport? My first year on the of Ohio course. State football beat, um, I asked Jim Tressel a question in a post-game news conference at Iowa, and it really flustered him and made him angry. And he goes, you've clearly never played football before. Like in the most condescending way that Tressel was able to be, given his temperament. And I've just been like, yeah, I played high school football. Uh, but I don't think I would need to play high school football to know that Terrell Pryor yelling at your face in front of everybody right before halftime is inappropriate. So, you know, yes, I'm very aware. Like if, if my group chat got exposed, people, you would, it would be the, that would be it for me. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the amount of rigor that we have for each other, but I like to gamble on the same side as my friends. And we had a fantasy football draft in Vegas this year. And all of us took the entire fantasy football buy-in money and bet it on LSU against Florida State. And it's a pretty expensive league, and we all lost together. And with, <laughs> oh when you God. win together and cheer together, it's amazing. Uh, the esprit du corps. So is anybody on the uh, 
our What to Watch For presented by Sling Game, which is USC at UCLA. USC, a two and a half point favorite. I'd say on the road, but it's it's just sort of over the hill. More my than mind is telling me no, but my body, <laughs> no. my body. No. My body's telling Stop. me yes. Stop. <laughs> um, I think it's the opposite of that. Like, my mind is telling me that USC is probably going to win, like, like in my mind. But my heart knows what's going to happen. We've seen this movie a thousand times. UCLA is going to run shit through them. They're going to win the game, and the Pac-12 is going to be eliminated from the playoff. Like, that's what's going to happen. Uh, but UCLA is is down in the dumps. They're a little bit banged up. USC is getting healthy. Jordan Addison, all the all the good stuff. Uh, you well, would think except, that USC is a better football team. What? Well, except Travis Dye. Well, yeah, except Travis Dye. That's that stinks. Yeah. Um, but they are getting the receivers back. They're getting their receivers back. Um, and you know, I think that you would you would say that USC is probably at least one point better enough to win. I would never bet this game before it starts. And if I had to, I'd probably pick USC because I think they're a better football team. But history has shown time and time again what happens in the Pac-12. It's like, on one hand, US, UCLA constantly takes a dump every single time they're in a position like this. They did last week against Arizona, and this game still matters because they they could theoretically they, they play are, in the Pac-12 they championship did, they game. They took their dump. They're I done. know, but this one could be like flushing the toilet. Like, I mean, this one it was, ends. The- but no, but that was the one that mattered for them. Like, they're not playing for a. Pac-12 you don't think that a rivalry now. game with the Pac-12 championships on the line potentially I, is I, a big I game for them? I just think there's USC is going to have three different opportunities to lose the game and knock the playoff, knock the Pac-12 out of the playoff. I don't think it's going to be this one. I just, I, I don't, I, I, I do think it's going to be an insanely high scoring game. Incredibly fun. There's just so much skill all over the place. It's going to come down to one of these defenses making like two consecutive stops. That's what it's going to come Oof. down to. Is that even going to happen? That, that reminds me the number in this game, 76 and a half. I say over <laughs> 76. I, half. Wow. Ne- you know how much one- scoring has to happen to get to that number? Yeah, no, it I do will, because though. we, it didn't, will. Have we you didn't hit it on defenses? Wake Forest, North Carolina. Yeah, North Carolina and Wake Forest scored on every other possession for three quarters, and they still didn't get there. It, it, yeah, but you've it, seen it, these it, defenses, right? Yeah, sure, I have. I do. They are, yeah. they are literally built to not stop the other offense. You don't like, have to explain to me that both of these teams are going to score a lot. I get that. But like the, the, the number's really high. Like I think that there's a stat out there that numbers over 70 are like 2 and 13 this year. Well, there's a third time for everything. So you, so these, you guys, who are you on? You're, I'm, you're taking I'm, UC- I'm, I'm taking yes, UCLA. I'm taking USC. USC. I'm USC. taking UCLA. All right, Nicole. I think it ends. It ends this week. Look at my. Yeah. I wore this on purpose. You guys mm-hmm. are fighting on. They are. By we the way, they on. are. For those of you who are listening and not watching, they are doing the thing that the girl Ari dated years and years ago <laughs> did in every Instagram photo, which is. Uh, it's sort of like a peace like sign a around peace the eye. Peace sign sideways that we've sort decided of the fight means on with that that like on. Miley Cyrus. It, it's it's hideous. I, I have no idea why she anyone was would not. Do this. She was not. But well, yeah. yes, Arya sent to, Arya has She was going sent through a photos. phase that she probably regrets. So uh, yeah, it was like I'm the th- du- it was the duck face. You know, it was the thing back with Carlos Girls back in 2016. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Okay, so to me, when I'm not sure on a game, I go with what is the most interesting potential outcome? Most interesting potential outcome to me is USC winning the Pac-12. Being a one-loss... Pac-12 champion, possibly. And, and at that point, if they win the next three games, whoever they play in the Pac-12 championship, USC is in the playoff. I am convinced of this. I don't know why people well, and, are debating and, this. And winning winning this game also Andy's makes... debating it. I, I am debating it. They'll take Tennessee. Uh, but winning winning this game also makes USC-Notre Dame very, very interesting next week. And if USC yes. loses, it's not. I so. just want their final, the fourth and final spot to come down to one lost conference champ USC and one lost Tennessee. I agree. That's all I, I want. Too. I would. Highly I think possible. that's the most. That's the most potentially. That's the most interesting potential outcome that we could possibly have heading into Selection Sunday. So I, I want that to happen. So I need USC to do this. I need that's them exactly to why they're going to lose on Saturday. I know it's probably true, but here's the thing: of all the teams that are like in the mix for the playoff. No one has exactly the path that USC does where these are all their signature wins. They're all in front of them. They're all their, all the big games are now they don't and have doing it. Them this is in the recent point. with some recency bias there, I think could help persuade it too. listen, but, it, but it's also, I got but it's a, also, I got this, a thousand uh, bucks on this. I, how am I going to fade USC right now? I just know what's going to no, happen. But Ari, Ari, it's also, it's not just recency bias. The system is set up that a one loss power five champion should be in a really good position to make the playoff. Like that's how yeah. it's set up. Conference championship is a tiebreaker. You're supposed to be. I mean, in this situation, except that it never actually has been. But it's supposed to be. It was set up to reward that type of I thing. I don't care over what you Tennessee. say. I only care what you do and what they've done. Here's, so wait. So tells Andy, me what they're going to do. Andy, if if yeah. let's say good Clemson, fight, Nicole. I did this uh, a few episodes ago, and my okay. Vocal well, I'm gonna. I'm not giving it up just yet. Andy, if Clemson wins out and is a one-loss mm-hmm. ACC champ but has lost yep. to Notre Dame and USC wins out and USC beats Notre Dame, are you saying that that common opponent would be ignored? Because that's also a tiebreaker. Well, no, that's, a, that's one they actually don't ignore. The other one they have ignored. I'm just saying these possible. are listed as criteria for tiebreakers. I know, and, and they have this ignored it almost every time. What Andy is time. saying is, is that it's not going to be viewed as a tie. Yeah, exactly. Well, They're just going to say well, it wasn't a tie. That's all. They can say whatever they think, want. You don't think where USC is right now in the top 10, which are where they're, they at seven or are they at eight right now? They're at seven. Seven? Seven, yeah. Seven without a signature win. You don't think with three more signature wins and a conference championship that they would be either right the question even is, with do you Tennessee think that or beating above? UCLA. All they're going to decide in that situation, if they're trying to decide between Tennessee and USC, is who do they think would win if they played? That's it. But let me ask you this, Andy. 
if USC beats uh, UCLA this weekend, beats Notre Dame, and then beats Oregon, mm-hmm. with those collection of three consecutive wins, oh, I, that, I think, would I think that be more impressive than what Tennessee's resume has to offer to you? Yeah, I think it would be close. I don't think it would be more. Impressive. So if I think it's, it's I close, think it's yes. we could envision that they should go to the conference champion. The, I, if it's close, well, it then doesn't. we have a fake tie. Then it goes to the conference champion. But it doesn't. It's supposed to. And, and if they played, the line would be Tennessee minus seven and a half or minus eight. I'll tell and, you one thing right now, Andy. If Tennessee gets chosen in that scenario over USC and then USC mm-hmm. doesn't make the playoff because in year three of our wonderful bet, they're in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pay you in pennies in a wheelbarrow. Okay. It all, it I thought you were going to say something. Andy, Andy, or, uh, Ari, Ari, Ari. I thought you were going to say something noble there like, they need to expand the playoff the next day. Instead, no, I would was, never no, say that. About he, your, doesn't, he doesn't want it. You want to know why they don't expand? Because neither of those teams are good enough to win the national title. So I don't give a crap who gets left I'm out. I'm sorry, but Ari, do you not think that if you did stew on our site, on the athletic has a mock of what the 12 team would look like. Got a multiple pack 12 teams. That league is rewarded yeah. for the growth that there has been, the development that there has been, that the top half of that league is better. That's not good for college football. That like you want to reward the them teams, for their development. All of the teams are, that are, are still not, alive and really playing nice for packs. If you can't, if you can't be Clemson and and ascend from mediocrity to the ultimate heights, but every single sustain success. But every single team that is in the Pac-12 that's still in the running for a Pac-12 championship would still be in the running for the twelve-team college football playoff. I know because the that's college so football much more playoff when it is expanded so is more going interesting to allow here. mediocre teams to participate. All the teams that are still alive, technically, Nicole, in the Pac-12 have a dog shit you defense. See what, you see what I've been dealing with for the last month and a half? Like, there's two see? separate arguments. It's like, would it be entertaining? Of course it would be. Are people going to watch? Of course they're going to watch. Ari, what is what is this? What, I know. What is, it's the same argument over the and over again. I know, yeah. It is an entertainment also, Ari, product. Ari, do you watch March Madness? Yeah. Or you, do you just fill out a bracket that's talk and then... I don't fill out a bracket. But I gamble well, on the games. <laughs> but what's the what's the point though? If you know that a sixteen seed, fifteen seed, fourteen seed, ten seed, all these teams that you don't think they're going to win the national championship. I think it's the worst it, uh, tournament are, in determining a national champion in sports. Are you watch, we're do you watch the be, NFL regular do, season? Yeah. Do you watch the NFL playoffs? Yeah, of course. There you go. We're done here. All right, moving on. TCU. I always watch all of it. I watch badminton. You just, you just, like you just answered. Do you watch question. badminton's regular season? Yeah, I do. Okay, moving on. <laughs> TCU at I, Baylor. These these lines and totals presented by BetMGM. Nicole, I'll come on your show next week and we can do it. Me and you. Oh god. Okay, fine. I just oh, if you I want to like continue a function. This. I kind of want like a you know when you watch like um uh, around the horn and they have like the mute uh-huh. bunk the mute, button. Yes. I want I want the ability to mute Ari next time we have a conversation. About that. Yeah. Okay, always. hold on. One more for Matthew C. Y'all are forgetting 2014. Ohio State had the 13th data point over TCU. UCLA, USC will have the 13th data point over Tennessee. Boom. No. Do you know what happened in 2014? The committee goes, you know who would kick the crap out of TCU and Baylor? Ohio State. That's why they're number four. That's it. That's what happened. <laughs> you have to admit, because somebody just said, Ari is Abe Simpson screaming at the sky. 
<laughs> there was I, a groundswell of support from my side. Like to completely ignore. No, there's like a tiny vocal minority on the Go internet. Read the it was, it was the a story. tiny, tiny vocal minority. These are yeah. just the people who yeah, been upset you, you, that the you, your fellow funny. Abe Simpsons are like, finally, there's another idiot who agrees with me. So thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm the only person on the face of the earth that thinks the playoffs should crown the national t- champion. And that's its you, only you, purpose. You, it's not it's all purpose. Ari, it's but, not even but its going purpose. to a 12 but uh, it's not. It's not. There's a point of making the thing and then playing and seeing what happens. But all right, the a 12 team playoff gives you even more of a cushion that you're not going to accidentally leave out the best team in the country, which you possibly could do if you're Trust only me, Nicole, picking four teams. That's not happening. It doesn't happen now when it's you're going to that doesn't happen. I'm saying we can but barely you're get saying four the first years. You're, you're saying the first year we almost did though. Right? What? If Ohio State was not included, would the best team in the country have not played for a national championship? I mean, they were not even close to not being included, but yeah. They were number four. They were actually no, I know, almost not was, included. They were so. they were gonna be included. There was I bet you that was the easiest conversation they've ever had. I'm sure it was. I'm sure yeah. it was. Who do you think would win this game if, if TCU and Ohio State played? <laughs> but the, <laughs> Who do you think would win point, this game if Baylor and Ohio State? <laughs> the point there is that if you go like the wiggle room, the reason that four matters, the fourth spot matters is because what if you miss the team that's actually the best team in the country and they had some weird loss in the beginning of the season or someone was unavailable, whatever it might be. You're not going to miss the best team in the country in a 12 team playoff and it's going to be more entertaining along the way. And we'd be talking about like 30 something teams that still but had your, a path to the playoff uh, right now. Your premise Cold music to my okay, ears, I'm your sorry. premise okay. to this, your premise to this though, is that, by making sure that we don't miss out on the best team, that one year of the seventh seed that we would have missed out on is going to win the national title. My and premise to this never is it's more happen, fun, ever. more entertaining, ever. a better television product. You'll love it. Everyone will love it better. I'm going to laugh fine. at if all of you who argument, didn't think this was a good idea because it is, and you're all That's fine if it's your bad. argument. Don't try to sell me on it's a more <laughs> thorough way to crown a national this, I don't care. This is, why we, this, is, right, this is why we need the mute, the mute button. Okay, <laughs> exactly. we, can go back to, we can go back to picking the games. All right, picking the games. TCU at Baylor. It's like 2014 all over again. No. Speaking time, of these teams. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah, let's uh, This time it will not decide. This time the, the loser actually doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah you're right. It, I guess it didn't decide the Big <laughs> 12 championship yeah. that time either cuz yeah. they did not crown one even though one anyone who understands how sports champion. work. Yeah. Um, that was the motto of the conference that year. And then they're like, "We had a round robin and everybody played." And the two teams finished with the same conference record and one beat the other. But we won't say that Baylor is the actual champ, even though we know they are. Hey, Andy so, and Nicole, do you think TCU is going to get clipped before the end of the year? I don't know. I, I thought I, maybe I feel until like I saw that happened. game last week. Yeah, I, that's where I, I am, too. I, I think there was a stretch in the middle of the season where we were just expecting it, right? Like any given week. They were, they were having all these dramatic comebacks. They felt a little fluky at times, right? Because at some point, you know, they're just going to fall behind and not be able to do this. But if they go on... So the, the question now, I think, is which loss could they survive if they lose? I think it's None. this one. I think no, this would be the only out. one. This, this would be the, the only one, one but I think... possibly I, do. I, I worry, because I actually think a 12-1... and one t- Big 12 champ TCU has a better case than a 12 and one Pac 12 champ USC because the Big 12 has been so balanced and so deep and there are no weeks. Yeah, off but don't tell, and, don't tell Stephen A. Smith that. No, we, we won't. 
But I, you know, I, I know Why he's watched a lot of Big Twelve games. Like I, I know he watched Baylor West Virginia on a Thursday night. I know, I know he was locked. Am I the in. only when one? Kyron Jones, feels- or when Kyron Jones replaced Blake Shapen, I'm sure Stephen A. was very much locked in. Do on you guys? Team. And I don't know if sympathy is too far hard of a word because he gets paid a shit ton of money. But I kind of feel bad for him because they trot him out to be the face of everything all the time. And it's like he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Of course you not. put him he's, on TV and he's, he's got to fill a half hour segment. He's about in on the joke now. That's the best. Like, where I, when paid I completely. handsomely for this. Yeah. When I completely flipped on Stephen A. Smith was when, I re, when, when he started being more in on the joke. That, of course, he doesn't know anything about most of this stuff. Of course, he doesn't actually have a strong opinion about most of this stuff. It's all theater. Because doesn't TCU have the best strength of schedule right now, and or strength, strength of, of record? record. Strength of record, yeah. One of the, but strength of yes. record is is a very is the exact. But but the strength stat of record drops the, if they lose. That's the problem. No, I know, but it refutes exactly what he was talking about, though. It was right, like, exactly. The, yes. In the one metric that you would use to determine whether or not they are playing a soft schedule, they yeah. actually are the number one. This was in the that hardest well, record to have achieved this season. So this far. season so far. Yes, and their strength of schedule is better than a bunch of the other teams we've been talking about for the college football. But like, it's just like, so, why do they trot? It's like he's a mascot. It, well, that's uh, you got to you got to have somebody. So, so to, to the to the original point, though, that makes I that think. Much money. I think TCU, the only chance they have, because I do think that they go undefeated, they're in, obviously, it's a Power 5 champion, undefeated, they're, they're making the playoff. Again, this was set up yeah. for that to be a team that makes the playoff. I don't think they can lose in the Big 12 championship game, even though that's no. the best opponent by far that they're going to play, if it's probably K-State. K-State yeah. might be the best team in the Big 12 this year, despite well, losses. I mean, right? you like, saw like, K-State I mean, manhandle Baylor last week. Like, it was right. ugly. And so, and, and so, I mean, but I don't think they could survive that because they wouldn't be a conference champ and that would be the last game of the season. So, I don't think so that Baylor, that Baylor needs to run the ball 40 times to win this game. Now, I don't know. I, I was going back through their numbers recently and that the games, other than the Texas State game, when they've run 40 times, they've won. When they've run less than 40 times, they've lost. Now, I don't know if that's you, you run to win or you run because you're winning but either way, they need to control the game on the ground or they're not going to win. So I look at what TCU did to Texas. Bijan Robinson, the most dynamic back in the league. Yep. And they bottled him up. I am not confident that Baylor can run the ball effectively against this defense if it's the same defense we saw last week. Is there like any worry about just wear and tear? Yes. Because yes. every single week they're playing in a spread that's two and a half points. That's that's like why I'm the, so the impressed with what break. they've done. That is why I'm so impressed with what they've done because they are playing teams that can beat them every single week. Bijan is not a little overrated. Yes. He's going to be one of the best running backs in the NFL in two years. Uh, yeah, that's one. Of, somebody in the chat said that, no. Bijan yeah, is is incredible. So the fact that they that they did what they did to him is pretty amazing. So I have faith that TCU can can handle Baylor's run game. When Blake Shapen has been forced to throw them to a victory, it has not worked. Yeah, and again, like I just think there's a there's there's a callus that TCU has from being in all of these tough games and figuring out ways to win it. I just I, I said this a couple weeks ago. I'm sticking with it. I am riding TCU until until it this this run stops. So that means taking yep. them whatever the spread is. I, I think that's a fine call, and I am on TCU as well. So after that. UCLA and USC game. Utah will have a very good idea of what's up. 
They are they are playing in Oregon. They will kick off before that other game ends. But Utah has the tiebreak over USC. Utah's only conference loss is to UCLA. Now, we wrote Utah off as a national title contender after they lost to Florida in week one, but they are very much alive for the Pac-12 title. Utah's a two-point favorite to a team that lost a heartbreaker against Washington. What do we think happens in this game, guys? Ari? Why are you laughing at this? What are we laughing about? Because it kind of like reminds me of how I feel about the Ohio State-Michigan game coming up. Oh? oh because I'm it's like... Intrigued. It's like... Do Last tell. year, Utah just physically beat the crap out of Oregon, right? Twice, yes. Twice. And it was every bit as bad, if not worse, than what Michigan did to Ohio State. And the question here is, is Utah going to out-brawn Oregon again? And we're 10 days away from Did the they same. do that against USC? They certainly didn't do it against UCLA this year. Yeah. I actually I actually think this could be more like the USC Utah game where it's a, it was a shootout that Utah won. So if you like if that's the game this turns into then I like Oregon. So like cuz uh, Do we know what the chances are of Bo Nix starting this game? Has that been do we know yet? I don't think so. There right? has been some some I think concern he's been about practicing. his availability. He's yeah. been practicing, but they're also preparing in case he can't go. I, I think that's obviously a factor, but I, I think Nicole, it's... Nicole, Ty think, Thompson was a five-star. Obviously, he'll be great. Sorry. You should have let him rip it on fourth down, too. <laughs> I, I, I'm going I'm going to Oregon here. I Utah has I, it kind of zigged and zagged on me when, I've, when I, I was really all in on them early in the season. I told people not to write them off after the Florida game. Now they're still, they're in the top 10. They're number 10 in the country. This is yes, not a bad Do loss not for write USC. them off. They Listen. don't write them off. Don't write them off. They've also dealt with injuries, cam rising, and people have been banged up. Like, this is a good football team, but. Yeah, they need to be Oregon, like the LSU where they control their own destiny for the playoff. Oregon. <laughs> has, <laughs> yeah, we're not getting derailed. We have to go through pick. Guess we who, guess who beat Florida, Ari? Guess who won in the swamp? I, uh, I, uh, the Bayou Bengals. I asked my two esteemed colleagues if we could do a shorter episode and I derailed the show for 30 yeah, minutes yelling you've about done, the playoff. You've done this to yourself. You're trying to get out early so you can talk to your mom who's visiting She's out you. cooking dinner right now. To, and- to quote Taylor Swift, it's Ari. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I'm, yeah, my wife does say I'm the problem. It's funny you said that. <laughs> <laughs> if there's an issue in the house, I'm the problem. Well, yes, I, I, yes. Well, but I'm, so so. Anyway, my point is, I'm with Oregon here. I think responding from absolute heartbreak that they went through last week, they responded really well the last time they lost a game, and that one was way worse. And I just think that um, you know, if this does turn into a shootout, which any Pac-12 game has the capability of turning into, I like Oregon. I think Utah may win its second consecutive Pac-12 title. I would have thought After that ahead that, of the season. I thought that going into the year, Cam Rising was on my Heisman draft. I and and because you it's got Utah the way to go to the playoff. Yeah, I did, but then I I didn't realize that was so trendy on our staff, so we jinxed it. And you didn't guess, realize guess, that they had to go to the swamp. <laughs> guess who I picked? I didn't in my know Heisman that. Draft. I thought they were going to win that game, and they almost did. <laughs> I have Hendon Hooker and Drake May. Feeling good I have Hendon Hooker with real so. money, so that's uh, <laughs> well, that's that's better. That's no, way, no, that's sorry, sorry, better. no, 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 no. I don't have Hendon Hooker with real money. I misspoke. I have Anthony Richardson with real money. Eh, I don't like your chances there. <laughs> Hopefully, not a lot of real money. 
<laughs> no. Yeah, All a, right. It's not a little. So <laughs> this this has the potential to be the best game of the day. So I, I'm just we're not you recording. To stay up till one in the morning. Ari and I are not recording the podcast till this game's over. So that oh, if, you, if you're planning on yeah, Nicole, you one. you don't want to hang out. Nicole, you want to want to roll oh, live at two a.m. I might. Can there I just pop in for like five minutes at one point? Absolutely. Like I'll be like of in course. a hoodie, like face mask yes. on. Okay, great. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be right back after these words. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's go to the Big Ten, everybody. This is the game that is the linchpin in the Big Ten West right now. It, it sort of controls everything else. Illinois is a 17.5-point underdog at Michigan. The assumption is Illinois will lose this game, and then we can get to our Purdue and Iowa scenario. Nicole, does Illinois have a chance to make this a game, or is it just going to be a blowout? I do not think so. Also, not clear about the status of Chase Brown. That so. is the biggest oh. problem if he's not yeah. if he's not that's there or not 100 percent, i think that that's going to be a problem i also just think i mean i, I just want to see them come off the mat and see what they've got because they just let a, a, an incredible opportunity slip through their fingers in these last two weeks so i, so I don't know, have like, a illinois of, is sneaky good michigan is all in on going they, to columbus in 10 days no they could they get kind of weird Maybe, but I just don't. I mean, I think that I thought Illinois wouldn't have done what they did the last two weeks. Like, I thought they were one of the more consistent teams in the country. And then they just had this in their grasp, a trip to Indianapolis, and they and they let it go. And Andy, I actually wanted to counter what you were saying about, like, this is the linchpin. Like, this is the thing that determines the West. Because you could say the exact same thing about Iowa, Minnesota. You, uh, because, you can, you can, because yes, because Purdue Purdue, that, that opens it up for Purdue. Iowa yeah. to lose, and Iowa needs Illinois to lose. So it's wild because no one controls their own destiny. So I think that's sort of why we're all talking about Iowa a certain way, because it feels more like they do, because everyone expects Illinois to lose to Michigan. I agree that it could get weird. I mean, 17 and a half points is a lot, but I just, I, I don't know. I just don't have a lot. I've lost a lot of faith, faith in Illinois, where they had been so consistent up until three weeks ago. Now, I don't think this is necessarily going to matter with these two offenses. In fact, they feel like they're designed for it. But the uh, the high on Saturday in Ann Arbor is 29. I've been told that the feels like temperature at kickoff is going to be 12. You're talking winds 15 to 25 miles an hour projected for that day. You know Jim Harbaugh is going to love that. This, I mean, both offenses were designed for this, so it's yep, yep. It's it's going to be it's going to be interesting, but I I do think Michigan is better at being this than Illinois is, and and that's the difference. All right, let us move. To Minneapolis, 
Floyd of Rosedale is on the line, one of the best trophies in the world. You got an entire history lesson from Scott Docterman on Tuesday about Floyd of Rosedale. Iowa is a two and a half point dog at Minnesota. Okay, so first of all, there is nothing that Scott Dockerman loves more than talking about Iowa rivalry games. So I'm so glad that yes. you let him do that this week. It's his favorite thing. Oh, it was a it was um, my pleasure. Also, what did he did he tell you what the weather is supposed to be in that game? I think it's like possibly going to set a a record low for temperatures in a Big Ten game or something like that. I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but that could affect the. The uh, the over, which we also always, always look at. But no, we will I be discussing that, the total. I think that this game is going to ultimately come down to Mo Ibrahim and Iowa's run defense. We've seen Iowa's run defense shut down Ohio State. We've seen it shut down a, a lot of teams. I also think this is a game where like Iowa could win with 130 yards of offense again, something like that, like the defensive points, field position. Like that's exactly how Iowa is comfortable winning again the defense and special teams deserve better but they have won games despite this offense and it feels like it could be one of those games minnesota has been a little bit up and down depending on the health of the their star players i i don't think we know for sure if tanner morgan is available right i i, I don't right. know either in that situation so that that factors in but mo is still a really really special running back he is remarkably consistent He's going to have to be their offense for Minnesota. And then again, I think Iowa is going to need defensive points, really good field position. I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be sloppy. I think I like Minnesota in this game. Uh, so here's your here's your forecast. The, the high is 17 that day. Uh, the winds also 15 to 25 miles an hour there with higher gusts possible. That is going to be a cold. Game. We've got a we've Coolest got a comment. I've ever had in my life was in that stadium. A comment in the chat here from Oh No, wind chill of minus three at kickoff. LOL. Oh boy. The coldest I've ever been covering a game was actually it was Iowa Boston College at the Pinstripe Bowl, which mm. is outdoor oh. press box, like December twenty eighth. I lasted one quarter in the open air press box and my fingers froze too much. Like they were getting really pink and tingly, and I was getting real worried even in gloves and I had to move inside. That is the coldest I've ever been. So this is going to be this is going to be a tough one. This yeah. is going to be a tough so one. The, I, I but I like Minnesota this is the because exact I actually type of, What's that? I was going to say I think Iowa Purdue is going to born into this. I was very comfortable in this. Minnesota should be very comfortable in this. Actually wait, I'm going to talk myself into flipping this. PJ Fleck has never beat Iowa. PJ Fleck has never oh. beat Iowa. Maybe I am going to flip myself here. I'm going to flip. I'm going to flip. You're, are you taking you taking the Gophers? No, I'm ta I am literally was going to take them. Guys, oh. guys, guys, guys. Iowa's winning the Big Ten West this year. <laughs> I think Purdue might. They're not. But it's going to be Iowa. I promise you. You might be right. I'm going big on Iowa. This is this is amazing. So Brian Ferentz lifetime contract after this? Is that the... Is that how that well, that's works? That's the problem. That's the problem. I think Iowa fans Well, are we won the torn. Big Ten West. What are you complaining about? Yep, Kirk has yeah. already said that. Uh, your number in this game, 32 and a half. Under, 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 under. under. This game's, game's going to be seven to three. Minus three degrees with wind chill. Under. Oh, 32 and a half. <laughs> oh, I just love I how can't. every week it's like, oh, this could be a record low. <laughs> it's every Iowa game every single week. <laughs> this is brutal. Uh, <laughs> 
At the top of the Big Ten, Ohio State is a 27.5 point favorite going to Maryland. Do we really need to talk about this after what Penn State did to Maryland last week? It, this no. isn't 2018 all over again. There's no overtime game coming up, right? Maryland's fallen off. They uh, they are not a good team in November, and part of it's the I, schedule. I, just, I was at that game, late. and I want to talk myself into that happening again. That game was insane. That's one of the weirdest games I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I mean, that was the end of the era. Our, Paul, our, our pal uh, Emily Giambalvo tweeted, today, I think, was the anniversary of that game, and tweeted the screenshot of what was available and what didn't happen. I stayed in a Washington, D.C. hotel that night that was super nice, and it was a Marriott, and I wish I remembered which one it was. It's a Marriott City Center in Washington, D.C. Ex- I think that's what it was. It I was love like that hotel. It was so comfortable, and it was you a cold day You walked all the monuments. And, it was just oh, a yeah. disaster of a game, and then I went home, and I just like snuggled up in that bed, and I slept like a baby. All right, we got a few more games to get to. If I had told you the Miami-Clemson game would come, Miami's a 19.5-point underdog, and that feels a little low. And we don't think Clemson's great. <laughs> like that is no, like not this is what we expect out of this game. This is like a Clemson team we don't think is making the playoff. Right, exactly, exactly. Might win the ACC, but we don't think it's going to make the playoff. And we think this line is too low. Yeah, something no, has something has gone generous. horribly, horribly wrong for Mario Cristobal's first year. If you, if someone yeah. tells you that eight months ago, that's what you say. Yes, and it and it kind of has. I mean, it's it's not just you know quarterbacks banged up, all that stuff. It is they're just not very good. And I guess that's his his mandate is to improve the roster. And I'm sure he goes to the the guys that they're recruiting. You know, like Cormani McLean. The he's the number two overall recruit in the country, yep. Ari, that, that just committed there, and says you're starting next year. The, he's it's basically the Charlie Weiss recruiting pitch that that we all killed charlie weiss for like i think mario says it in a more diplomatic way i mean charlie weiss called it a pile of crap (laughs) yeah yeah i i think you you take clemson but yeah florida's over here flipping everybody you never know what's gonna happen Uh, 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 that's uh, the 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 florida fans are very much in there you know they got their chests out after the Jaden Rashada flip. But yeah, they, we're, we're feeling ourselves in games. Yeah, now, now they're calling the Florida State and Miami uh, classes shopping lists at this point. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens over the next couple of weeks. That's going to be that's that's a nice nice side story for. It for must teams. be nice for them after that the years they went through the last four years to exactly. feel this to feel this. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see it all get converted into production on the field, and and then we we can talk about all of that in a little bit. But we will talk about another SEC school, and that is the Georgia Bulldogs, which did sign lots of top 100 players. They are a 22.5-point favorite at Kentucky. The Wildcats just lost to Vandy at home. May God have Mm -hmm. mercy on their souls in this game. Yeah, I'm I'm done tailing Kentucky here. Georgia's going to, you know. Yep. Yes, you know, finish Kentucky. Kentucky Mortal is Kombat, designed you know? to get mushed by Georgia. This yep. is going to be a a classic and, mushing. And and Georgia is is going to mush a lot of people. I mean, I, I yeah. feel like it's going to be like a South Carolina game, which was forever ago. But it just feels like it's yeah. going to be that type of game. Yeah, yeah. All right. Elsewhere in the SEC, this game, if you remember last year, was a face melter, complete shootout. Lane Kiffin basically apologized at the end. <laughs> and he won. So Ole Miss is a two and a half fa- point favorite at Arkansas. 
I got a feeling this could be the same game. I don't know. It you know depends on if KJ Jefferson can play, uh, but but I think either you know Hornsby or Fortin could lead Arkansas to points against this defense. Yeah, I th- I mean I think that's the that's the concern. Um, I mean it just feels like Arkansas has been so inconsistent this year and and rather just disappointing since the beginning of the year. Like, uh, can they get this thing rolling enough? I mean, again, the defense they should. But don't you feel better about a, a, a Ole Miss's offense? Like, don't you feel like okay, even if um, you know they're they're not able to throw the ball or all around, or there is pressure from the defensive front, like they'll be able to run the ball, they'll be able to do something. I I just I feel like a little bit better, or or of more faith in the reliability of of Ole Miss's offense. Yeah, I I feel better with with Quinshawn Judkins, and and you know the question is how much of Zach Evans. Zach Evans got hurt, and then we haven't seen him much. So yeah. it looks like KJ's going to play in this game. Sam Pittman said that he's practiced most every day this week. So although they did, they kept it a pretty good secret last week. That they did. He wasn't going to play. So, but we'll see. Rock, we're going to you know, Arkansas should be able to move the ball with Rocket Sanders too. It shouldn't. If KJ's playing, you have to be worried about KJ running the ball, and that mesh with Rocket Sanders becomes more dangerous. So. I am. Uh, I think this is going to be a fun game. I think this might be the most entertaining game that doesn't have any impact on a conference title or anything this weekend. Uh, this is the yeah. one that, that we may be on Twitter. Like, Did you see that? I think. I think there's a good chance if Twitter's still game. up. Well, yes. if yeah, if Twitter's <laughs> still up, and also yeah. if Lane. I mean, I, I also would like to know if Lane Kiffin got Taylor Swift concert tickets because I feel like that could oh. ultimately impact the way he calls the game as well. Well, yes. And one of the dudes at my gym got three, one for his girlfriend and one for her friend. And they, the, the face value was 450. He's selling the other one. Do you know what he's selling it for? $1,500. $7,000. What? Yep. Someone, someone bought it at that price? Someone is it? buying it for $7,000. Yes. Wow. It's a floor I, seat like- at, at Raven James Stadium in Tampa. Wow. I got like th- 300 level tickets at so SoFi. Actually, I'm flying to LA for it. And I gave them to some of our colleagues to come with me. Like Audrey Snyder, our Penn State writer. We love her. She's coming to LA. We're going to the show. We're going to the we're going Thanks to the show. You're going to make memories that'll last a lifetime, but you could have made a lot of cash. <laughs> I know. Now I'm a little bit regretting this. I, I like gave away. I'm regretting that I away, wasn't invited. You would have hated it. Come on. I would have gone. I just, I mean, know? it would have been nice to feel wanted. <laughs> it's okay. I'll just stay home. Let me know how it goes, though. I do. I Great. do want to we'll, see we'll Taylor Swift you. at some point, but I'm going to, I'm we'll going to wait until, you. I'm going to wait until she moves sell, into even bigger stadiums. I should have sold like two tickets and just paid my rent for the year. Just tell Audrey <laughs> she's out. She'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not out. She listens to the show. <laughs> <laughs> should we, Sorry, should we Audrey, news this, for you. Until this post tomorrow and then just wait. And wait, and I'll just keep refreshing my texts all yeah. day for her to listen to this and realize she's no longer invited. Oh, she's got axed. I think I think there's a special place in hell for people who do that. I agree. Just I think saying. there should be there should be ways to not. I, you know, you know what should happen? Taylor Swift should write a song about you. Like that's what we were. I was. I got down the rabbit hole of who were the all these songs about, and. 
you know, like you think she should I, I write think, about the people who who gobble up her tickets and then immediately resell them to try to make money? Absolutely. Like it should be worse than what she said about Jake Gyllenhaal and all too well. She really was mad at Jake Gyllenhaal. She was. And then also like John How Mayer do you stand somebody, knife again. Yeah, uh, yeah. How do you stand somebody up on their 21st birthday? How do you even do that? That's just wrong. I'm, I'm mad for it's her. Suppo- it's supposed to be fun turning 21. It is. That's what dad said. When I turned 21, I was in the Mirage Hotel in Las Vegas uh, and I turned Shocked. 21 at midnight. Shocked. When I, I turned off the Vegas. elevator. I got off when the I- elevator and mm-hmm. a person vomited <laughs> right as I was walking off the elevator and the vomit went right past my face. And I did like a matrix type thing. <laughs> and I think a little got on my shirt. So instead okay. of bullet time, it was vomit time. I was like 21. I'm about to go hit the tables Ooh. for the first time. And somebody literally projectile vomited towards my face right at, right at midnight. I'll never forget that. I, so what I almost had a disaster uh, happen for mine. I was in DC as an intern and was staying at this like dorm that they had blocked off rooms for like undergrad students at Michigan who were doing internships in DC. So there was like a fire drill or something at like, you know, midnight, whatever. It was like the week before my birthday. And we came out and like, we, you know, people were just kind of, we we're just looking at IDs. People are turning 21. So people with fake IDs were going into bars to celebrate and all these different things. So I pulled out my real ID and my friend almost dropped it. It almost fell in the, uh, in the, the sewer like it oh, was good Lord. on the grate it landed flat on the grate and i was like i almost d- could not have celebrated my birthday it had nothing to do i didn't live there like i didn't i didn't have something to go get a new license in that next week so that was almost that was almost pretty terrible but it was also funny because i did go to a bar called like the 51st state for my 21st birthday and we'd been going there because it was around the corner. So each time someone's birthday was, we'd go there. And there was one time where the b- the bouncer wasn't letting my friend in until midnight. And like a bunch of us were in there with fake IDs waiting and they wouldn't let him in. And he was actually turning 21. So wow, that's funny. It's supposed good to be memories. fun. Uh, I went to a bar called the Purple Porpoise in Gainesville. It no longer exists. It's now been two or three different things since then uh but there were three sections the purple horse was where you ate your wings uh the lavender mullet was the pool hall and the dance floor was called the blowhole every night they played akinyele's put it in your mouth it was (laughs) that kind of of place Mm -hmm. and uh i believe the night ended for me uh, in the bathtub at my apartment going if this is how i go all right yeah i think we all kind of were in that same at least someone did. Both of you guys had you. drinking stories, and mine was just like I couldn't wait to gamble. <laughs> it's like a full serve, full circle podcast here. Coming <laughs> right back to the yeah. beginning about the degenerate. Exactly. Yeah. So, one more game, guys, and it's one of those you probably haven't given it one second of thought this week. It's Bedlam. They're playing Bedlam this week. I mean, I think it's kind of interesting just to see like if Mike Gundy's going to have his team fired up to like just. You know, oh, yeah. play this game in a certain way that just would make for compelling television. Oklahoma State well, is a seven and a half point underdog in Norman. They're also the ones that are way more pissed about this game going away. They're not the ones who are choosing to leave a conference and not play it. So right. I, I think there's still a lot of spice there. There's only a couple of well, these left. Oklahoma would play it, but Oklahoma State does not want to play it. 
because they're Oklahoma upset be because Oklahoma just yeah. changed conferences without protecting this game. So yeah, so I get yeah. it. I, I think it could be entertaining. I think it could be fun. Um, but yeah, it's weird. It's weird that it has no major implications. Think about yeah. this last year. We're going going into that game. You know what happens to Oklahoma? Big Twelve championship implications. Is Lincoln Riley gonna remember going into the game? We're like, is Lincoln Riley gonna mm-hmm. go to LSU? Mm-hmm. We had yeah. no idea what was ended, about to happen. We ended the night with him denying that he was gonna go to LSU. Not lying. That's how that night ended. <laughs> Not lying, but that is how that night ended. That's funny. God, I, I, I I would I'm gonna go. I would I would take Oklahoma State in the points. That is that's I, hey, I don't I don't think that's a bad one because I think you're right. I think both you guys are right. The emotion is on Oklahoma State side. Oklahoma feels very discombobulated in the past few weeks. So I let, I'll, I'll take the Cowboys too. Guys, this is going to be a fun weekend. Ari, I can't wait to stay up very, very late with you. It's going to be amazing. My mom's in town, so I'm going to sleep in on Saturday. Good for you. She's going to watch the baby. We're going to have some backup here. Uh, Look at here. I'm just going <laughs> to maybe sleep until like right before kickoff of the first games for the first time in a year. You're going to have some I'm like really biscuits happy. and bacon I'm happy right for you. there. I don't know. Right wake uh, up. That sounds amazing. All I care about is sleeping for 10 hours. <laughs> I remember well, those days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what's on the table. Just let me sleep. Well, I'm happy for you. I hope you can sleep. Hopefully no nightmares. Oh, the nightmare and, already and, happened when you didn't invite me to the concert. No, the nightmare happened well, I, when Bowling Green scored the that. other night. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a bad week. <laughs> but we know it's going to be a great Saturday. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys after the game.